Awesome. Well, a big warm welcome to you. And uh, this is Church Talk, a new series of podcasts uh, that we're putting together uh, here at City Hope Church, where basically we're talking about church, right? And uh, there's lots to talk about. Um, uh, I am Simon Hodgson. Uh, that's Hodgson, not Hogginson, Hodginson. It's just Hodgson. Uh, we'll put it up there for you to see and read. Uh, and uh, I've, I've just been blessed uh, to lead this church with an unbelievable team around me. Uh, one of the things that happens to me all the time, wherever I go, people come to me and they ask one question. They don't care as much about me. They want to know about the team. They want to know this team. How did you get this team? Where did this team come from? And so I'm always talking about the incredible dream team uh, that we have. And so what we're going to do, uh, uh, you know, part of uh, what uh, we are burdened for as a church, our local church, is we'd love to be able to be a resource and a blessing uh, to other churches, other ministries. And that is our prayer that uh, maybe you're someone looking in um, and wondering about uh, how certain things have worked well for us. Well, we'd love to share some of that with you. Uh, and uh, we love being helped. We love to help others. And so it's part of the journey. Uh, and so we're going to be chatting uh, tonight uh, with uh, two of the legends of our team uh, and really talking about something that I think is super important uh, for us as a church. I think it's super important for all churches. Um, and that is the conversation around how do you keep a caring culture, a culture of care, in a growing church. Uh, that's one of the things that we've found ourselves in. How do we do that? Uh, and so uh, with me today is two of the legends. Uh, over here I've got Vaughan Harvey, uh, also known as Master Pastor, and uh, Vaughan oversees all of our pastoral care at City Hope Church. Uh, and then this side I've got Munya Radzi, and uh, Munya is an absolute legend. He oversees all of our hospitality teams uh, at City. And so uh, these two, I think, are well poised to chat and talk about how do we do this? How do we keep a, a culture of care as we've seen? Uh, I don't know about your church. We've just seen this uh, incredible growth and momentum, new people coming into church post-COVID uh, as we've opened the doors. Um, and I think created some good new opportunities for us to really say, well, uh, how do we do that? Um, Munya, one of the, I'm going to you right now, one of the things that I think is uh, amazing, and uh, we hear this at uh, our new partners integration process that we do, when we ask people what's one of the things that they love about our church, they always talk about how they feel that sense of care, right? That's correct. Um, and uh, this, this has happened over and over again um, during those uh, sessions we have at the landing. And um, I think the big idea behind, uh, behind those responses is how people feel um, at first contact when they, yeah. get, when they enter our gates at City, yeah. City Green. Um, the, response that, the response that I always get is that, listen, from the moment we drove in, yes. we could feel that this is uh, this is home. Yeah. Whether it be the gestures from the parking team sure. in terms of parking the cars, yeah. uh, the welcome from our hosts. Yes. Um, it all flows even getting into uh, the atrium. Right. So yeah, I think for me it's it's uh, it's, it's it's profound the, the 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 effect that that has on yeah. someone who's stepping into a new place. A hundred percent. And we found that, uh, and, and Vaughan, just speaking broadly, we're going to jump a little bit more into some of those practicalities of how we create that on a Sunday. Um, but broadly speaking, you've uh, been involved with pastoral care for so long um, and uh, really have been able to see a lot of uh, movement within the pastoral care space over the years. Um, but where do you think pastoral care is 
best position now in terms of how we play that out as a church? Well, I think pastoral care, uh, even as Munia said, doesn't start when somebody arounds, arrives in uh, counseling. Right. Actually, pastoral care starts very wide initially. Mm. It starts with helping people know that uh, the place that they have come to is home. Right. And that there is a sense of family there yes. and a sense of uh, care there. So yes. it starts really broad. Right. And then uh, you might find some of those people more specifically end up uh, needing some specific yeah. counseling. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because the church is about people, mm. you're not wanting to just focus on people that are in crisis. Mm. You're wanting to focus on everybody. Mm. And so uh, you have to start thinking pastoral care is broad, and right. it starts from the time people arrive yeah. um, all the way through mm. until, until they might uh, need counseling one day. Right. And uh, I think, by the way, we're eating dinner together over here, so <laughs> uh, enjoy and eat along as we go. Um, but I think uh, I, I love that. There's kind of like a broad, open net. I mean, the Sundays are really the front door for, for people coming in, right? And um, it's, the, it's the, the broadest, uh, widest way for us to actually start helping people. Uh, and so, Munya, in your role with hospitality, uh, what are some of those practical steps um, that we take at City um, to ensure that people can actually say, this is home, this feels like home, I feel like I'm with family? What are some of those things that we do? So some of the, the simple things that we do is um, as soon as we identify someone as a visitor or uh, new here, mm -hmm. we want to take them to uh, our new here uh, area where we actually where we get to uh, take down their details um, on one of our welcome cards. Yeah. We do obviously hand them a little gift because yeah. we believe in, uh, in, in, in that kind of hospitality where we've got something to give. After that, um, I think it's important that we show them around um, okay. around our our home, mm. um, and we take them so that they get to see what's what's where the bathrooms. Um, if they've got kids, yeah. uh, standard procedure with our hosts is that they're supposed to go and take them so that they can see the kids area. Yeah, and the the big idea behind that is just so that they feel at home and they feel comfortable. Right. Um, imagine being at a new place and your kids are whisked away somewhere where you don't know um, <laughs> yeah. the feeling that you would have. But the other side, we, flip, we try to flip it around the other side where we take you through, we show you our facilities, you mm. get to see where your kids are going to be playing, how they're going to yep. be playing, who is going to be in charge in terms of taking care of your kids. And yeah. I think the big idea behind that is just so that you, get, you feel at ease and you that's feel right. at home. Yeah, that's right. I think it's such an important thing. I mean, coming onto like our property, for example, could probably feel a little bit intimidating to even know where to go. Um, so taking some of the mystery out of what's happening, um, guiding people, directing people. I know something we've spoken about before is we're intentional about walking people to where they're asking to go. You don't just point them down uh, some mysterious passage or whatever. Um, and it's the same as being in a home, right? It's say uh, if you've got someone in your home, you're going to help them around the space. Um, but that new year count, I mean, that's that's something that I think has been really helpful for us to kind of just eliminate some of the confusion. So, you, you know, you're on stage and you're announcing 10 things that, are, that people can do straight after the gathering. Mm -hmm. um, and so we really wanted to simplify that. And so we just have now two areas. We've got a new year counter and we've got a next that's steps right. counter and that's it. You're going to go to one of those two spaces. And we've seen good success in uh, being able to uh, effectively get the visitors to that new year counter that way, right? 
That's correct. Um, I think um, having those two areas separated has really helped us mm -hmm. even in capturing um, who's coming for what. Um, like you mentioned, um, the other area is for initiatives, next steps. Yeah. So um, at least I think what that has done is we separate who's who, the new people or, you know, or, right. or, or, or visitors yeah. get to that desk and they get helped by whoever is designated at that desk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the other big things is, uh, you know, it's no point having a new here desk and then there's nobody there to uh, greet you when you get there. So it's uh, having the people in the places right throughout. Uh, those are some really good things. And then uh, I think one of the greatest um, things that we've seen, especially in the past couple of years, post-COVID, uh, is just a high rate of visitors coming into church. Um, and I don't know if that's every, I don't know if that's your story as a church, but uh, uh, we've, we've just seen an influx of the area, the community that we in post-COVID really coming in uh, to the church. Um, and uh, maybe it's the, the slight bribery of a, of a gift there on the other side of your card. I don't know. But uh, those cards are, are, are useful for us just to be able to then make sure that we proactively are touching base with them in the week that follows. That's correct. Um, I think we, we've had very good success. I mean, with every person who actually feels in a card, uh, for me, that shows interest. Because if you are not interested, you would just walk away. But seeing yeah. someone taking the effort of actually yeah. signing, yeah. Uh, filling in one of those those cards, for me, is a good response. Yeah. And as standard procedure as well, we try and make sure that within 24, hour, 24 hours, we've reached out to whoever, whoever has signed in a, a card. Within 24 hours. Within 24 yeah. hours, we reach out. And uh, I think there's, uh, I think the success rate is very, very good when you reach out to someone Within 24 hours, right. um, you're sending a message to say, we yep. care, yep. Uh, we see you, we hear you, 100%. and uh, we respond to whatever need that they've actually um, inquired about mm -hmm. on that specific card. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Now, I've got my, my food in my mouth, uh, so I'm going to do that to you guys. Uh, feel free to eat a little bit while we chat to Vaughn over here. Um, now, Vaughn, you know there's a stat, there's actually a science behind how many people's names one human being can actually remember. It's not very high, um, <laughs> but that, that does not apply to Vaughn. Uh, God gave him some other special thing over there. So pretty much anybody in our church we can point to and Vaughn will know who it is, what their name is, uh, and their whole life history. Uh, and so that is why uh, Vaughn is a very special gift to us. Um, but what some of the things for you, um, uh, even in um, interacting and, and keeping that caring culture with not necessarily the new people coming in, but those of us who've been around forever. Yeah. Yeah, I think even with the new people, but those who have been around forever, I think it's more than just greeting uh, people on a Sunday. Um, it, it, it is about listening. Listening. On, yeah. Mm. So I would say that is uh, the biggest uh, switch sometimes we need to make is not to yeah. just greet, uh, but, to, but to listen. Sure. And I find those big gathering times, whether it is on a Sunday mm. or a city woman during the week or something else where there's just a lot of people, yeah. are just so critical um, for, for pastors, really, because sure. it gives yeah. you opportunity to touch base with the people who are coming to your church. Right. Mm. And yeah. so you really want to be listening. And so, yeah. so uh, I listen to the conversation that we have, and they might mention that they're going into hospital right. or they are going for an interview or they're really struggling in their job. Mm. 
or um, you know maybe m m maybe they expecting something to happen this week and uh, they're really nervous about it. Yeah. And for some of those things, there's opportunity to even pray for them before yeah. a meeting or a gathering has sure. even started. Yeah. And uh, what is really amazing about that is it just communicates care. Mm -hmm. But then you might think I'm really amazing at re remembering names. Yep. But often after I've spoken to a person like that, I will make a note on my phone. Right. Okay. Is that how you do it? That is how I do it. <laughs> okay. It's on the phone. So uh, right. we can all, 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 all do it. Yeah. So I will make a little bit of a note. This, th th this family knew mm -hmm. two kids, dark hair, shorts, whatever. Maybe try, <laughs> might, may, maybe try and uh, link their name to somebody else's name that is, 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 is similar. Okay. Um, now we can all the tips. All right. So all the tips. layered. And then before I write, at the next Sunday in that week prior, mm -hmm. I will just give a scan through those names, hoping wow. that I'm going to meet those people again. Wow. And then once I've spoken to that person again and remember their name, it's so much easier yeah. the third time around, fourth time around. Yes. And um, yeah, I find if, if, if you can remember those things and even try and get hold of that person in the week, drop them a WhatsApp. Okay. Maybe uh, these days, even a little bit more personal is to give them a voice note and actually pray for them because you know they're going into hospital sure. today and they're really uh, well, nervous. Yeah. Um, it says so much. Right. Um, and uh, it, it, it just once again communicates that we are wanting to be there for people yeah. in, in every single season of their life. Yeah. And even sometimes it's something, something like they're writing an exam. Sure. It might not be the biggest deal for, for, yeah. for everybody, but the fact that uh, you remembered. Mm -hmm. And that, again, I just make a note in my phone, put it in my diary, mm -hmm. and when the day comes up, I try and send them the number. Hopefully, I've got their number. Sure. Or I've checked with Munya if they were, the, were, were a visitor, yeah. mm -hmm. and um, I'm able to send them a, a, a message. And uh, that just speaks to people. Yeah. And I think the big thing there is I'm not thinking to myself, yes, I want you to think that this church is great. Yeah. I'm wanting them to feel that Jesus loves them. A hundred percent. And so uh, I think when we take that extra step, it communicates that Jesus took so many steps towards us, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and that's what I'm really hoping sure. for. Although they might think we're great as well, but yeah. that's not the big deal. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. It's communicating Jesus. So if your phone ever gets stolen, dies, not backed up, then we're all in the world of trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. So everything gets saved to the cloud. Everything back gets backed up there. Okay, but have you ever had what happens to me on a regular basis mm. where I introduce myself and ask, have I met you before? And then they have met me 10 times before. Does that ever happen to you or are you just immune from that? I wish I could say I was <laughs> immune from it, um, but I'm not. You know, sometimes you haven't actually met that person or you met them a while back and then they haven't been in church mm. again. So, um, you know, the little way that I try to remember doesn't work so well, but they haven't been there for three or four weeks because, you know, I'm not going to go checking for four weeks on that person. <laughs> right. um, and, uh, and also, at the end of the day, actually, we are just human. <laughs> and uh, I, I, yep. I think yeah. sometimes people appreciate the fact that we can say to them, if we say, have we met before? I'll normally go up to somebody and say, have I met? Have we met before? And I right. might say two weeks ago. And I'll say, yes. I'm so sorry. I've, 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 I forgot. What's your name again? Yes. You know? yeah. Yeah. Um, and they actually appreciate the fact um, that you were just honest about it. Yes. You know? um, so, yeah, it's okay. We're human at the end of the day. <laughs> I okay. think people more, are more concerned that, 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 that you greet them and that you notice them yes. and that they are seen. 
Yeah. We, I think sometimes we worry about the wrong things. Yeah. You know? So, so if those moments are awkward, it's uh, us that are making it awkward, not them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, the the next sort of I, I suppose level within the funnel then so that's kind of the big open door of Sundays uh, and I think there's a lot of great stuff in there for us that's very practical we can all put that into in fact we have one of the things that we do with all of our staff is we we ask the first five minutes after the gathering ends that all of us are out in the foyer out in the coffee areas uh, being intentional about meeting and greeting uh, because it makes a huge difference um, and then you can, I mean, lots of, lots of staff are busy and they've got yeah. things to do for the next gathering, but uh, we just want to prioritize that we're all out there the first five minutes. Our focus is on people and we move on to what we need to do for the next gathering from there. So important. Um, but then I suppose there's the, the next level within that sort of um, funnel of pastoral care, Munya, um, of, of spiritual growth and discipleship within people. Um, and so if we've been able to create that culture well on a Sunday, there's another sort of level within that. And what are some of the ways that we, we encourage that amongst our people? Well, um, I think we, there are various ways that we uh, encourage that amongst our people. Um, one of the ways that I love the most is in serving uh, teams. Yeah. Um, you know, when people sign up to say, listen, I want to serve one of the best ways, um, one of the best ways or the most effective ways is to actually uh, look at the list, look at who wants to volunteer. If it's a young man who's probably maybe in, a, in his 24, in his 20s, mid-20s, and he's saying, I want to volunteer, why not place them into a team where they actually are going to be with their peers? Right. Um, uh, and and, and I've, found that I've found that working very well because in that team is a leader as well. Mm -hmm. And um, that creates an environment, that creates, yeah. a, a, in fact, a, a, a setting where discipleship can start happening, right. even from the context of just being in a serving team. So yes. that's one of the, yeah. the, the ways. Yeah. Um, one of the ways that I love on Sundays is just picking on on different people around. Um, you mentioned that five first five minutes after mm. after the gathering, where we're all out there mm. meeting and mingling with people. Mm. So you come across someone who's carrying a dad, who's new new dad, who's carrying a, a, an eighteen month old, and uh, you see someone else that you know who's also in that life stage where they've got a, a, a child. Right. And you just link them together and say, listen, right have you met? Have yeah. you met this person? Brilliant. Um, and from there, the conversation starts going. Mm. And um, I've seen on so many occasions where people are exchanging numbers and, you Brilliant. know, you hear that, you know, they met for coffee later on. And those are yeah. some of the... Um, uh, those are some those are some of the easy uh, ways of actually getting people connected yeah. into different areas and uh, sure. meeting new people. And I suppose that's where the magic really happens once they've taken that step into their own hands in many ways. Uh, you've made the connection happen, and then they take that forward. All of a sudden, this is all feeling very much like home within that. Mm. That's correct. Yeah, brilliant. And other other things that that you've mentioned around that the. Um, when, when people have expressed need and been intentional about praying into that. Yeah. Yeah, praying into it. And I think also, you know, uh, what I said just now is you're, you're, you're listening to people and it's almost like the conversation's mm. coming from them. Mm. But I think there's also a place to almost be intentional. So yeah. um, people that I know a little bit better and have been around for a bit longer, I would ask them things like, so how are things actually going spiritually? Right. Mm. What do you think uh, mm. is the next step for you? Mm. Mm. Um, or somebody younger and they're about to buy a home or purchase a property. And I might yep. say to them, hey, listen, sure. have you thought about doing something that's going to help you uh, 
get your head around uh, the finance, financial side of mm. things. Maybe you should come through to our fi- finance initiative. Mm. And so I'm constantly thinking where they can be discipled yeah. and matured uh, in an area that they may be heading into or or might already have stepped into, yeah. but they just uh, need to still go there because yes. I'm, I'm jealous for them to actually um, get godly wisdom yeah. mm. on the front end yeah. rather than wait years into their life to get that that godly wisdom. Yeah. So I think it's sometimes having the intentional questions, you know, and even when you know that something's coming up and it's applicable to someone, Sometimes after a gathering, rather than just being uh, going to anybody, mm. I'm thinking, who can I um, head to mm. in that space? Because it's mm. going to specifically link up yeah. to what we've spoken about uh, today. Uh, and then I can encourage them to get to that initiative yeah. or get to uh, that event that's going to be happening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's definitely an intentionality there. And yet it's the, the reason for it is spiritual growth mm. and discipleship. Yeah, and I think the great thing is, uh, once again, it falls then not just in the pastor's hand hands. Yeah, it falls in the hands of those that are so gifted sometimes in those other areas to help mm. people to grow, and mm. so then you see yeah. uh, the, the 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 Church of Jesus doing its work yeah. through different giftings. Right, and so it's this wonderful um, aspect of pastoral care is much wider than the the pastor. And it has to be. Has yeah, to be. It has to be. Mm. Um, and I guess that's one of the things within a growing church. It's so easy for a person to just suddenly feel like lost in a crowd. Uh, but these are type of moments that make them feel like they are noticed and they are seen. And and besides just being noticed and seen, there's an intentional interest shown in their own lives and what they're going through. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I've noticed as well, though, is is that when when we do it. And people know no better. So when we ask these intentional questions, often people yeah. do the same because that's just sure. how they grew mm-hmm. or will help to grow. Mm-hmm. So when they require to help somebody to grow, very often they adopt what they have seen yeah. or experienced yeah. themselves. Yeah. And so in some ways we're modeling something mm-hmm. um, to people without realizing it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's something that I've seen you do um, multiple times, and I think it's one of those that has caught on with others, is it, it's not just the one time you ask how, how is XYZ going. You'll go back and say, oh, we spoke about XYZ a week ago and, and follow up on that again. I mean, that just speaks volumes to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's, it's one of those things where we're just saying, hey, we're wanting to see you through uh, the long haul. Mm-hmm. We're not wanting to just uh, say a quick do this, do that. How are you actually doing in that? Um, And again, I think that's because people have done that for me. And I've seen the benefit of it. So um, I end up doing that for others. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. And then when we start looking at um, how to offer support, uh, this is is almost like when pastoral care gets into that support in big life um, stage changes or crisis intervention and things like that. Um, I mean, you guys know what it means when someone's going through something extremely serious to be cared for uh, effectively by the church. Um, and what are some of the things there um, that, that we need to have a good understanding of when we start to deal with, with big life change intervention stuff? Either of you. Okay. Um, so I think um, that's a very important question there. And thank you very much for that um, I think in our experience, um, one of the one of the things that you need to take into consideration 
is the cultural differences. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, we are a growing church. Yeah. And with that brings, um, brings in a lot of opportunities, uh, but also some challenges as well, where we're getting people from diverse backgrounds and you realize that uh, each culture has a different way of doing things. Mm. So when you look at something as simple as uh, marriage, um, each culture has uh, its own way of how they sure. handle marriage, yeah. um, the whole process from you know courtship uh, into going into marriage and how they actually mm. interact as husband and wife. So sure. when um, those moments, uh, like you mentioned, uh, like you mentioned, um, then arise, you one has to have that understanding, a deep understanding of how mm. to actually approach a situation yeah. um, with love, with kindness, but also not forgetting the cultural differences that then uh, are at play. Right. Uh, and I think that has um, that has played out so many times uh, in uh, different sessions that sure. we've had, and it's been a learning process for Vaughn and myself. Mm. Um, when we are approaching these issues that we always, I think these days it's always about, um, you know, we say, hold up, stop. Let's, uh, let's think about uh, what exactly is happening here. Mm. Um, who are we dealing with? What is, uh, what, what does this mean in their culture? Yes. Um, and then start approaching that from mm. that angle. And mm. you realize that um, you, people, people are actually very receptive because if someone shows interest in um, not only what you're going through, but what your mindset is, what your view or your perception is yeah. towards a particular yeah. uh, subject or issue, mm. then you're more receptive to hear what they have to say. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the things yeah, that's quite important because of the diversity and <clears throat> because every single person is different anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, never mind culturally, is sometimes to just hear what the expectations are so that uh, when they're going through a life stage or life change, mm. what, are they, what are they actually expecting? Right. You know, so it could be something as simple as having their little one dedicated to church mm. and um, in their head they, feel that they think the whole family is going to come up and, uh, and so everybody's going to say something yeah. and then we don't do it like that and yeah. they think, sure, we missed the boat. Or somebody passes away in a family, especially in a, in a black family, um, and uh, it's extended family from the person that's attending our church. But in black culture, you go to that person's home. In my thinking, I think I go to the person's home that's, that's a partner yeah. in our church. Yeah. And so you can get it so wrong and yes. miss it so much. I think sometimes it's okay to actually just clarify what is the expectation um, when it comes to this specific yeah. Um, season of change for you or this season of crisis because then also there's opportunity to be able to say no we're going to be able to do this but we're probably not going to be able to do that right and um yeah i find that's that's really helpful when i'm thinking life's change i'm thinking guys about to get married pre-marriage yeah i'm thinking um, a yeah. loss, loss of a loved one yeah um, i'm thinking sometimes even crisis in marriage which would sure. lean more towards a counseling space mm. And I think even yeah, when it comes to pastoral care, we've got to be uh, big enough to be able to recognize when we can't help a person mm. and we have to refer them out. Yeah. And that is actually okay. Yes. And so for me, pastoral care when it comes to crisis is we don't want to hurt the person more 
mm-hmm. by trying to handle something that we're unable to handle. Right. We may be able to take them to a point. Mm-hmm. We might be able to take them to the whole, uh, the whole process. Mm-hmm. But if we can't, uh, we have to have some people that we can refer them out to. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Sure. So much, so much good stuff. Uh, uh, I really pray and hope that this has been super helpful to everybody uh, watching and, and hoping to glean something from this. Uh, we haven't got it all perfect all the time, certainly uh, not not anywhere near it. But I think it's you know some of these things are you know if some of these things work for us, it will probably work for for someone else as well. And so, any any sort of last uh, closing thoughts around this this pastoral care, how to keep a culture of care within a growing church before we wrap up. And thank you to our amazing friends at Craven for this food once again. It's been absolutely amazing. I think I would probably just say, don't wait until uh, the church is growing before you start doing it. Mm. Um, get it into uh, the thinking of your people right from the get-go. So start when you're small and you'll see it continuing as you get bigger. Absolutely, yeah. And from yourself, sir? Uh, from myself, I would say... Um, Treat everyone um, who comes through uh, into your space mm. um, as if they're coming into your house, as if they're a visitor in your house. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, thank you so much to both of you. I think so much uh, good stuff there and uh, just so grateful for both of you on our team and all that you contribute. Uh, and I pray that that was a blessing for you. I pray that uh, there's some, some stuff there that you can take. Uh, and as always, uh, part of our heart is that we would uh, be a resource to others. So I'd encourage you to uh, share this uh, as far and wide as you'd like to. Uh, if it's blessed you, we pray that it will bless someone else as well. Uh, and so thank you for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Church Talk. <laughs>